Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley B. During our time together, we're going to hear some incredible stories on how to find, keep, and share your wild confidence in Christ. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to ask if you would kindly leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, so find me at Ainsley B on Instagram. All right, let's hop in. Hope Moquin works at Free Chapel College as Director of Student Life. She's a published author, speaker, and blogger. She also has a monthly women's mentorship program called Becoming Better, where she takes five to ten ladies a month for an intense three-week mentorship. Let's hop into our conversation. Hope, welcome to Wild Confidence. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. Uh, So you and I are Insta friends. Yes. (laughs) Now, like real life friends soon, hopefully, but we met through Instagram, which I actually love. Have you met a lot of people that way or or not really? Or is it still kind of weird? Actually, no. Majority of people I meet are through Instagram, which I I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I was like, maybe I should work on my social skills because I feel like all (laughs) of my friends are just through Instagram now. (laughs) No, I kind of feel that way too. I mean, I have like real life friends, but the people that I like talk to the most are the people in the same field or in yes. a similar field, which all happen to be on Instagram. Yes, me too. Which is pretty cool. I don't know. I kind of like it. I love it. I think it adds a little bit of twist on life. I'm like, oh, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. So I know quite a bit about you from following you and learning more about your story, but I don't know if my listeners do. So I want you to kind of give your, the brief story of your testimony. Um, I remember like the one detail that I remember is like, was it something about not finishing high school or what? <laughs> yep. Okay. Talking tell me, tell us, more. tell us Woo-hoo. more. Tell us more. Tell us more. Yes. Totally. I say all the time. I'm like, I dropped out of high school, but now I run a college. And so the Lord can do anything, anything, That's amazing. but Yes. I grew up in like your typical Christian family, had a mom, a dad, a brother, and a dog, you know, America. Um, and the grew up yeah. in church and super, super religious family. My mom was there physically, but not there emotionally at all. And mm. so I always say that like I grew up without a mom, how to teach myself how to be a woman, which in a world of social media can be tough um, and really sets people up for failure, I think. And so Moved to Gainesville, Georgia, and started going to a church there when I was 13 and just quickly started doing drugs, alcohol, um, and got into a relationship with an older boy because that's a good idea, so why not? And (laughs) just continued to go down this terrible path, and I just became so disrespectful and dishonoring that I got myself kicked out of youth group with the boy who I was dating. And I had experienced church hurt where I like despised the church. I thought that Christians were mean. I thought they were crazy and got to the point where my parents would pay me to go to church uh, on Sunday mornings. And so they would pay me a hundred dollars and then I would use that to a hundred dollars and I would entertain all my bad habits with it. And so I was living my best life. So I thought in my head and I was a little bit crazy. And so I got arrested for shoplifting and my parents were like, you're done. And they moved my happy butt to Florida and pulled me out of school. And so I started a new school in Florida uh, and I was there for like a few months. I had a pretty traumatic incident over spring break 
wrong place, wrong time, and wound up in the hospital. And after that, I had hit such a low point where I was suicidal, I was on hard drugs, and I was like, if this is how the world is, and this is how people are, this is a life that I don't want to be a part of. And I threw in the towel and I dropped out at 16. And so then a few months passed and I went to church one night because a boy invited me. So, you know, the Lord uses good and everything. And yeah. I met this girl and long story short, she got me plugged into their ministry college. And this college took me in at 16, went against all their guidelines. And I did two years there, got saved a month in. And this Jesus guy that I made fun of my whole life ended up changing my whole life. And I was like, whoa, he's what? actually real. And he, and he loves me. And so long story short, uh, at the end of those two years, the church that I got kicked out of, they were starting a ministry school for their first year. And the Lord was like, you're going to go back. And I said, no, I'm not. I was like, you got me messed up. Um, uh -uh. But I went back and I got hired on my second year. And so I've been on staff there three years now. And I work at the church that I was kicked out of in middle school. And that is a full circle story. What? <laughs> it's it's crazy? It's so crazy. And it's also insane how casual you tell it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, um, I was addicted to drugs, some alcohol, like entertained, got some validation from some guys. And then I ended up working at the church like I got up. Like, no big deal. That's crazy. <laughs> like, oh my that's gosh. wild. <laughs> it like, is. I think I'm used to saying it. I think that's why. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you get used to kind of telling your whole story. And, and I do that too. I'm always pretty casual about like traumatic events, but. Right. But it's like not casual to me. And it's like stories like that shouldn't be casual to us because mm -hmm. that's the kind of God that we serve. And we should mm -hmm. be used to hearing these kind of radical stories because God is a radical God. So it's like they shouldn't catch us by surprise because that's the kind of God we serve. And it's like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And and not only is it like, I don't know, it's I can just feel like people listening, their jaws dropping, just like, what? <laughs> but also so much hope. Yeah. Well, wow. That's, oh, that, that's, I didn't even mean to do that. That oh, was for no free. Pun. That was for free. <laughs> but well, truly, wow. Your name is so prophetic. Wow. This is crazy. Um, I was told that when I first got saved, I said, y'all are crazy. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> uh -uh. Somebody told you yeah. that already. That's yes, confirmation. Sir. Hello. Uh, receive. That's crazy. But, but truly, I mean, that's what it's, that's what it feels like. That's what it sounds like is like their, your redemption story is, is relating to someone right now. And they're saying, oh my gosh. So it is possible to not be too far gone. It is possible yeah. to reconnect with the Lord whenever I, it, it just ran so far away, man, that is, I mean, okay. This is just, okay. 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 Let me just think for a second because all of this stuff is happening, right? And, and right. you're in high school. <laughs> right, right. And I work with high school students. I'm obsessed with high school students. And I'm thinking, you know, as, as we grow up and we become adults, a lot of people look at high school students and they're like, eh, like your problems really aren't that big. You're being dramatic. Right. And your story is a soapbox that I can stand on, even though I shout it from the rooftops all day long and say like, there are some life altering things that happen in high school. We have got to invest in them. We have got right. to invest in those high school students because their heartbreaks feel probably bigger 
than ours because they don't have the coping mechanisms that mm-hmm. adults have developed. That That is trauma happening over and over again, whether it's an abusive relationship happening without them knowing it or friendships betraying, I don't know. All this stuff is happening and your story is just a reminder of A, you're not too far gone. B, heavy things happen in high school and we have to stop dismissing their stories. I'm just very excited about the hope that people are going to receive from (laughs) hearing your story. Now, okay, so you have had what sounds like a 180. Like you went from a really low place to uh, on fire for the Lord, leading a college, the the it's free chapel college. Is that right? Right. Right. Incredible. And I'm wondering like your confidence journey, like what is this? What is this? How have you achieved wild confidence? Can you talk about a time or share a time where you didn't have this confidence? I mean, I'm assuming there's been a time or two, but I I would love to hear from you what that kind of looks like in your life. Right. Um, thinking back honestly I have a lot of different times because I think that's life and I think that people try to put it on their highlight reel and make it seem that when they started following Jesus like everything is perfect and great but um my first year when I moved back to attend the college that I work for was the worst year of my life honestly and I left everything I knew from Florida I left my parents everyone like disowned me because they thought I was crazy for moving back to the place where everything wrong happened And I took a step of faith to follow the Lord and this call in my life that I knew that I had. And when I got here, my life fell apart. And I said, excuse me. I said, I was just trying to be obedient, Lord. I said, why is this happening? Um, Like I lost everything. I I moved, I think, six different times that year. I had two different cars that both broke down on me. I lived out of my car for a little bit. And then I had to work three jobs. I had an Uber to all of my jobs. And so I was Mm -mm. like paying to go to work. I was talking to this guy and ended up cheating on me. And I was paying to go to this school, but I couldn't even attend any of the events because I had to work to keep myself here. And I was like, God, I was like, I moved here to listen to you. And everything that could go wrong is going wrong. I lost every like ounce of relationship with my mom. Um, the traumatic incident that I mentioned that happened in high school that got brought to light. So like anything got brought to light and my confidence was shattered. I was like, I took a step of faith and this was the worst thing I ever decided to do in my life. And I'll never forget that I was reading in Psalms and this has changed my life. And I still go back to this quite often because life is hard and I lose my confidence a lot, I think, because I'm human and there is a lot of comparison. A lot of stuff does go wrong. And I think for anyone to say that they're 100% solid and happy 24-7, I think that they're lying because we're human. Um, But there's a verse in Psalm, it's Psalm 42, and it's David. David was so honest with his emotion, and he's like my person because he'd be like, Lord, this person hurt me, like cast them down. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) David, I get you. (laughs) But he says soul, and your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. And he says, soul, why are you cast down? hope in God for you shall again praise him again my salvation and my God and so in that David was reminding himself and his flesh side of him that hey like I know this is happening but you know the truth you know that God is good and so my spirit's willing and he had to have the discipline and the confidence to talk back to his flesh and to talk back to himself and that's when his life got back in alignment so for me I started doing that and I started being crazy I started talking to myself all the time and I was like oh 
like get your crap together honestly it's like you know god is good and so that was that was like the biggest one because all confidence shoot it was gone i said this is crazy yeah absolutely so as you're experiencing this life falling apart i mean what was the moment what was the turning point how did you find it again what was that you're talking to yourself but did it work? I mean, how does that, how does that work on a day-to-day practical basis? Right. No, it totally does not work. If you don't say it, then you, you instantly feel better. I think that's, I mean, the Lord could do that. I'm not going to say that he can't, but it's not this quick, like microwave thing. And then the generation like ours, everyone expects things to be fixed right then and there. And it's like, if I try it once and it doesn't work, then it's not going to help. But it's like, you have to look at everything as a seed. I look at everything in my life as a seed. I know that sounds probably really Christianese, but everything I view as a seed. So when I first start talking to myself, it's like I'm planting a seed. It takes a while to keep watering the seed. It takes a while for the seed to start growing. It takes a while for the Mm. fruit to start growing on the trees. But if you're Mm. consistent in it, if you're continuing to bring light to it and the word of God is light, eventually you're going to see a change. And so it's one of those things where I can't say like, there was this day on this hour that I noticed a change, but it was the consistency and the process and the consistency and the pain of me refocusing my mind that God is good, that God is faithful. Eventually I said, Whoa, I don't feel like this anymore. And it's because I was consistent in it. And that's not like, Oh, like look at hope, but it's just following what the word of God says and it's fruitfulness, it's faithfulness, it's consistency. Um, And honestly, it's just being disciplined in it. I know that's like, it's not like a cop-out answer, but I think that, it's our natural instinct to try something once and then never try it again, or to let our emotions get the best of us. But it used to be a constant reminder of like, yes, this is what the reality, but the word of God triumphs my reality. And I might not see a difference right now, but if I keep watering the seed, the light's going to come and the fruit's going to come and the fruit's going to be sweet. I love the seed analogy. I don't, I don't even think it's, I understand what you're saying. Like it sounds Christianese, but I also think it doesn't at the same time. I think it's an incredible visual of the decisions we make on a day-to-day basis, good or bad. I mean, it's obviously biblical to to reap what you sow, but I like, I mean, every decision you make is that seed and it could be, you might see the fruit the end of the day, depending on what it is or months or years from now, but you will see it in whatever right. that, whatever it is. And in your case, the biblical disciplines and the uh, healthy disciplines that you put in place created a seed of confidence or a flower a bloom of confidence. And I just love that visual. I think that's an incredible um, explanation of the process. Right, right. Because I think it does seem like, you know, it gets tiring. It gets tiring to try and try. And people are like, oh, I've been doing the same thing over and over again. Like, when's it going to change? When's it going to change? But it does. Right. You just have to have to stick it out. You have to. There's no, there's no choice. If you want what you, what it, if you want what you're looking for, you got, you got to stick it out. Yep. And like, that, Sorry. I think that you just have to care enough to stick it out. You know, yeah. people are naturally, you're going to go towards what you care about. And so if it's hard right now, if you care about it enough, you're going to stick through it because like your relation with the Lord, it's not, 
it's not rules like it's love like when you love somebody I mean granted I'm single as heck but when you love somebody <laughs> like you you keep pushing you don't just give up when it's hard so with your relationship with Christ like when life is hard you don't just give up that's not love yeah you have to like Absolutely. look past it and you have to keep on going and so yeah like married people when it's hard you don't just peace out I'm done not gonna try anymore no it's right. a daily practice a daily habits and a daily effort and communication which we don't, I think one of the biggest complaints I hear from people all the time is like how far God feels or, you know, I don't hear him talking to me and I'm like, okay, so what have you been telling him? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, uh," I'm like, Uh, okay, so how are you going to, how are you going to talk? How are you, what are you talking about? Right. People don't know how to work. That's like a big thing. Like, Prayer is the only way we can communicate with God. And so when people aren't praying, you're not communicating to the only one who can actually fix your problem. And mm-hmm. so it's like, what do you expect? And that's not, I mean, I'm an eight, so I'm pretty abrasive, but it's like, what do you expect? People need to hear that though. They I need to hear that. <laughs> they need to hear, they need to hear the eightness because we twos coddle too much and we need the eights to be like let's go like let's get it now I get a little eight sometimes I can get a little eight but um I appreciate the eightness in you and and (laughs) some of my eight friends I'm like yes y'all light a fire under me I love it so much so do you still um use that practice of talking to yourself and kind of doing those things or what are some tools that help you stay confident day to day now (laughs) um I think I feel like girls might struggle with confidence more than guys and that's not a sexist thing so nobody come at my throat but it's like in the world I know people always have something to say just be nice to me but in social media (laughs) girls have a whole a totally different like view than I think guys like it's always these girls with these guys these girls with (laughs) these lips these girls with these eyes it's like so much and it's just like it's so hard to lose yourself or keep yourself in a world where it's like there's so many different things there's so many different options like my life isn't as good and so um I think that I think where people go wrong is that if you started a daily practice and you started a daily habit whenever you think that you you're fine no you're not fine like you implemented something because you needed it Mm -hmm. I don't think we should ever take it away and so if we started talking to ourselves we started saying these affirmations you don't just stop them one day because you think you're fine because then you're opening the door back up for you to get back to that place. And so I, I do a whole talk on boundaries with that. It's like whenever you're struggling and you implement a boundary, you don't just wait a few months and then lift up the boundary because you think you're solid. No, there was a need for the boundary. So you keep that boundary there. So you stay out of it. And so mm-hmm. when it comes to insecurities and confidence, whatever you implemented and you saw that it helped, why would you stop that? Why wouldn't you just continue to grow to that? And so I always do that. I'm a big podcast listener, a reader, just always like it's, this sounds pretty cliche, but I promise you it works when you can make an, in it, like an internal decision to set your mind on things above. Cause I'll catch myself being super depressed sometimes or really insecure. And I'm like, whoa, like set my thing, my mind on things above. And so I have to like tell mm-hmm. myself, hope, stop thinking of that because we get to choose what we think on. So if something happened, I can I can sit in this chair for the next four hours and wallow on this. Or I can say, stop, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is good, whatever is genuine. If it's not going to matter five years from now, it should not be taking hold and captive in my thoughts right now. So it's pointless. Yeah. And we get one life. Yeah, that's good. I love that. 
One of the daily practices that I like to do is passenger seat prayers. Well, that's what I call them. Other people do this. I'm sure it's not like (laughs) unique to me, but I just call them that because it's easy. But, and this is, I realize I'm saying this out loud and I'm realizing it's going to be weird, but it's okay. We're going to roll with it. I'm weird. It's It's all good. Okay. So it's like kind of like a, um, being present in prayer. Also, I'll literally just pretend like Jesus in my passenger seat and I'll hold out my hand. Like, you know, um, people hold hands driving sometimes, like sometimes mm-hmm. my husband will hold my hand and we're just like driving down the road. Um, not very often. Cause some, it's kind of weird sometimes, but anyway, <laughs> regardless, <laughs> um, I'll literally just hold my hand and pretend like I'm holding Jesus's hand because whenever you, you know how with uh, prayer, it can, it's easy to get distracted. Well, whenever you're distracted, you sometimes have like a physical reaction. So if your hand is intentionally stretched out and your mind shifts, it's going to relax. And then you're going to feel that movement. So you're going to feel that you've gotten out of prayer or that you've gotten distracted. You're going to feel that physical change. So it's a, a way to get back into it and be like, oh, sorry, Lord, I was looking at a bird. Okay. Back to you <laughs> or whatever, you know, and I call them passenger seat prayers. When I do this, if I'm intentional and praying, my hand will be burning hot. It's like oh. the power of the Holy spirit has come upon this car and we are <laughs> rolling. Like, that's what I feel. I'm like, let's go. Who do right. I need to talk to right now? Who do I need to text whenever I get to wherever I'm going? Who do I need to call? Let's go. Like, I know he's working, right? But, that's one of those things that I like to do because you don't have to do it. I mean, go to the grocery store, pastor seat prayers, go to right. your house, pastor seat prayers. Like, <laughs> I love you this. Do, you can just do it whenever you want, you know, or on your commute or whatever. Yes. That's not weird. Uh, I love it. I'm going to do it. I mean, it's like weird, but it's okay. I'm like, whatever. But it's what okay. It, <laughs> it works. If it works, I'm doing it. Because I'm not very good at like, like quiet times are never quiet. I'm not a quiet person. So like, yeah. I can't, but I can pass interstate prayer and talk to you like you're there. And the reason I love it is because, you know, people talk to their cars now. So nobody knows that I'm just talking to nothing to, well, not nothing, Jesus, but like, right. No one's there, but sometimes I'll, I'll literally turn my head and be like, you know, and then I'm like, Oh, okay. That was embarrassing. <laughs> I do that sometimes too, when I go walking. So it's okay. Cause I pretend he's walking with me. So I'm like, what do you think about that? And yes. then people are like walking by and I'm just talking to myself and I'm like, good morning. okay good so we can relate on that that's good (laughs) hey if you have enjoyed wild confidence podcast so far i have something even better we have launched a patreon where you can get bonus content enneagram extras and exclusive live q a's head to patreon.com forward slash wild confidence to join us and support the podcast so we can continue Okay. So I'm thinking like someone's listening to us. They're just in a spot that they just don't feel like they can get out of. They are, um, I keep, I'm thinking hopeless, but I'm like, it's just so (laughs) convenient, but, but that is it. I mean, they're hopeless. They're maybe feeling too far gone. What would you say to someone who is struggling right now? There's a lot. I think there's a lot of things I could say. I'll be honest. So I was really, really struggling. Um, 
not too long ago. I'm not going to give a time frame, but I was really struggling a while back and I have been in ministry for years on years now. And so it would look like I had my life together. I was struggling and I wanted to leave my job. I didn't really want to do ministry anymore because uh, I was really hurt by the church, like the big C church, mm -hmm. not anything or anyone specific, but I was just really hurt. And I was like, I think I'm too far gone. And I don't know what's mm -hmm. worse is like not knowing the Lord and being far gone or knowing the Lord and feeling like you're far gone. It's a tough one. And yeah. I was like, I, I don't know. And I was in a rut for a while. And it wasn't until I was just sitting and I was trying to like make myself remember what I was passionate about, because sometimes it's like what I, what I'm passionate about doesn't make me passionate anymore. It's like, what do you do? And so I was like being old fashioned and I made myself write down everything that I was passionate about. I made myself write down the person who I know that I want to be, the places I know mm. where I want to go. And then I wrote down my current reality and the person who I was, the characteristics that I held and the places where I was right now. And I compared the two and I was looking at them side by side and I was like, oh no, I was like, this, this got to change. <laughs> um, but I made myself make an internal decision. And I said, regardless of what my circumstances are, regardless of who's around, regardless of what this looks like, this is what I know that I'm called to do. This is what yeah. I know that I know that I know I'm here to do. And so even if nothing changes, I am choosing and I'm making this choice to stay planted, to stay rooted and to give my all regardless if it never changes. And I made that choice. And then I kid you not, a few hours later, I, I had a few reasons for wanting to leave and all this stuff. It was, it was fixed in a few hours. And it, like, it was like stuff that was like, the Lord was going to have to move some mountains and what? he did it. And I, I, that changed my whole world. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, this was not until I had to get my attitude in check to get my heart in a posture that was willing and that was ready to receive and that was honoring. And then the Lord was going to pour out his blessing. And so it's like for someone who is mm, struggling, your breakthrough and your miracle could very well be right around the corner. And the Lord's waiting on you to shift your focus. And the Lord's mm. waiting on you to get your attitude right and your heart in a position. And then the Lord wants to give you what he, he's been wanting to give you, but he's just waiting on you. And so if you're struggling, I would say you make the internal decision of what's important to you and what you know that you know that you know you're called to do. And then watch what the Lord does. That's so good. Well, and I like the list making, like yeah. that's something that's, it, it turns into faith pillars because you can go back to that list always and remember what he did. Right. That's so good. I love the list making. That's a really good, um, a good point. And then, uh, you said something earlier, it was about like, you don't know which is worse, like not knowing the Lord or being, or knowing him and then kind of having right. to re- relearn him or, yeah yeah and my like I don't know tagline or work whatever it is what I do is help young adults discover or rediscover their identity in Christ because exactly what you're talking about I grew up in the church and was in this abusive relationship and just totally had to rediscover my identity and I think that it's harder I mean, I don't, I guess, I don't know for certain, but I think it's incredibly hard to go back once you've already known him and tasted his goodness and 
ran away from that. And then it's just like that shame, that like blanket of shame is just preventing you from going back into the throne room. And oh my goodness, that's just so, I just love that you said that because I think it's so true, but it's possible. And it's, God is ready and willing with open arms to receive you. So if anyone does feel that way, know that that is available to you. The healing and the restoration and the redemption is available to you. So, okay. So I'm thinking about high school hope right now. And I'm like, <laughs> sweet angel. I wish I knew her. No, um, you don't. <laughs> I do. I just went out to want to talk to her. I just want to know. She'd be so mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, okay, what's one piece of advice that you would give her? Like just one piece of advice you would give her. Oh man, Lord, if she would listen to anything, um, (laughs) (laughs) one piece of advice, I'm trying to think of like something that's not like actually like cliche. It's like, oh, like you're going to make it. Okay. Thank you. I know everyone knows (laughs) that. Um, I think if I had one piece of advice to give to a broken 16 year old girl, honestly, um, to not like say in a cheesy way, but to just share like the actual kindness and the side of Jesus that got me saved later on that Jesus is love. And Mm. I know it sounds like very kindergarten, but stick with me, but (laughs) that Jesus loves you and to love, it's not hard to love. I know people say like, love is like a hard choice. It's not hard when you love somebody, no one has to convince you to love somebody. No one has to try and like, tell you all these good things about somebody to love them it's like when you love like that is a dedication that is a fierce commitment that is like a radical choice it's grace filled like that that is love and so to hear that the creator of the universe loves me so it wasn't something that someone had to convince him to do it wasn't something that someone forced him to do but that he just loved me for who I was I genuinely think that would have rocked my whole world because it did rock my world the first time that I that I heard that and so just to anyone, any high schooler or young girl who's listening to this, like the things that you think you find love in, it only hurts you more. And it's like your body actually does have value to it, that your life does have a purpose to it. And the one who created your life is madly in love with you and you don't have to yeah. do anything. He just loves you. And yeah. I think that would have changed my whole world. Yeah. And let that kind of sink in. Cause I think that that's, it's so hard to believe it's, yeah. it, it is. I mean, it still is like even knowing and walking in the fullness of his love. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> you yeah, know, every day, <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Are we, are you, do you know me? Do you? And he's like, yeah, yeah I, I think, I think I do a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, that's so good. I love that. He does. He really does. So tell me about, okay, so you lead women in a mentoring program called Becoming Better. Tell me about that. Tell me how that's been, because it's fairly new. You launched it fairly recently, right? In July, yeah. Cool. Okay, so how's it going? What's what's happening? Oh my gosh, so I love it. I'm like in the process of restructuring it so it's more efficient, I guess, if you will, because mm-hmm. I do the college is my top priority. And so I have to make sure that my priorities are in order and that whenever I am bringing someone in for the mentorship program, that they are getting a good 
an excellent experience. So I'm trying to restructure it so it's more efficient, but I love it. I think I said it earlier um, with someone else, but I think the areas that we have struggled in the most and the areas where we have been hurt in the most will be the areas that the Lord gives us the most authority in and the areas that the Lord wants to use us the most in. And so for me, you know, growing up with my mom not being present and my mom being the one to probably hurt me the most in my life, it put a really like big hole in my heart for women as a whole. And I was like, ew, I was like, girls are mean and women, no, I want nothing yeah. to do with them. Yeah. And then I was in relationships before and their family members, whether it was a sister or a mom, just horrible, like heart wrenching experiences. And I was like, girls are mean. And I was like, I don't yeah. want anything to do with them. And I was in the shower one day and the Lord was like, how about instead of complaining about it, you do something about it. And I said, no, I didn't hear you. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> but it was uh, I got some water things. in my ears, sir. Yes. <laughs> but it's like, it was one of those things. It was the same feeling I had when I knew that I was supposed to move back to Georgia, where it's like, I know that I know that I know this is something mm -hmm. that I have to do. So I spent the next three weeks and I created the whole curriculum for it. And I launched it within the next three weeks. And I was like, I'm all in or all out. I'm an eight. What do you expect? So yeah, I was like, I got to exactly. do it. Yeah. And so I started it and it's just based off of caring about the people under us enough to have the hard conversations with ourselves, to do the soul digging within ourselves and to become the people that we wish we had. Um, and to not reflect the bad things that we've seen, but to actually use it and to shape the good things out of us for that. And so it's called Becoming Better because I think all of us should always be on a pursuit of being better and becoming better in all areas yeah. of our lives. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that you do that. Um, it's, it's group. Is, is it group mentoring? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I okay, do like, cool. I was doing six to 10, but I think I'm only going to do like four. Oh, nice. Okay. A month. Do yeah. Do you find that, um, so I do like one-on-one -on -one online mentoring, um, which I would love to do group. I think that'll be my next uh, venture. But do you find that the people who the Lord places for this mentoring program have similar stories or do you feel like it's something new every time? Um, they all have at least like one similarity, which I think yeah. is cool. And so um they can all have they all have something to stand on common ground with each other and so it's like interesting how this person hasn't struggled with this and so they can speak life into this person who is struggling with this and yeah. so I really like push them to get out of their they hate me for it sometimes but I push them to get out of their <laughs> comfort zone and like speak life into this other woman um because yeah. we can get a habit of speaking life and a habit of celebrating people um, we'll find ourselves to be a lot more happier when we take the focus off of ourselves and to use our lives to build other people up. You are so good at celebrating people. I love that that is your thing. <laughs> like, I'm like, I want to be like hope whenever it comes to celebrating people. Oh. It's so cool. I love that you do that. You post about people and just, um, all the cool things they're doing. So I think that's such a gift and I, I'm, I think that's just awesome. And not a lot of people have that gift. A lot of people, um, you know, it's, it's almost like the best bullet to kill comparison is celebration. Right. right. Which is really cool. Literally the grace of God. When I tell you 16 year old, I, no one ever believes me, but pastor, my pastor preached a message a long time ago saying, you don't look like what you've been through. 
But when I was 16, I was the meanest person you would ever meet. I would cuss anybody out, throw up my middle finger at anybody. Like, you didn't want to talk to me because I'd cuss you out. Like, I was mean. I was lonely. And so it's like for the Lord to make, like, I hated humanity and I was very vocal about it. So for the Lord to like switch this and give me this deep burden and desire and passion for people, mm. it's only God because my whole life, I'm like, I just want to celebrate people. I, cause I never want somebody to feel the way that I felt. And that was like my life goal. And so even if it's a stupid post on social media, you never know what that could do for somebody. So I'm super obnoxious and loud. I'm just like, I just want, I just want you to know that you're loved. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do an incredible job at it. So I want to encourage you there because I don't, I think it's awesome and I think it's needed and I definitely want to do more of it. So I appreciate that you have shined the light um, huh. in the path that I'm going to walk through. <laughs> so you do so much pouring out like the Enneagram eight for anyone who doesn't know has the most energy out of any type. So <laughs> that means you do a lot. It, that's, that's just the truth. You don't, you don't, this isn't like a humble, like you don't have to be humble about it. Like you do a lot period. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so you do a lot of pouring out and the, the best way that, you know, our community can celebrate you and love on you is to pray for you. How can we do that? As everyone who listens, um, I hope that they take a minute, pray over all of our guests. How can we specifically pray for you? Oh, man. Um, you'd be surprised on how much I don't get asked that. And I think like whenever people see people in ministry or doing a lot, no one thinks to check up on them and no one thinks to yeah. take the time like asking that. So I appreciate that a lot. Um, lately, my prayer life has switched a lot instead of like asking God for these like dreams and like specific things. Um, I've learned, I personally have just been going back to the basics of like, I just want wisdom. Like mm. I want understanding. I want to reflect the fruits of the spirits. And so I, there is this book called prayers. I talk about it every day. I need to be sponsored at this point. <laughs> prayers that avail much by Jermaine Copeland. I am obsessed okay. with it because it's prayers that are all scripture based and they have so many different topics and Ooh. it's just the most empowering prayers. And you're teaching yourself how to pray the word of God. Therefore the word of God is getting instilled in you. And so then when it says, Lord, I hide your word in my heart. Therefore I don't sin against you because you're continually praying the word of God. And what I've learned through that is that sometimes our, our prayers are really selfish and they're not even biblical. And so I've really been convicted in praying prayers that are scripture based. And so it's like, I want wisdom. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want favor in my place of employment, in my life, in my workplace, like everywhere. And it's like, I just want to reflect Jesus the way that Jesus is. So when people see me, they're not turned off from him, but they're drawn yeah. towards him. And I think that's a big battle in today with our flesh to act in ways that are worldly, act in ways that are fleshly. So it's like, my prayer is really just to reflect actually who Jesus is. So therefore people want to know him and they don't want to be turned away from him. Yeah. That was probably a lot, but no, that's... <laughs> I just started talking. No, that was perfect. That was perfect. And one of the things that you've kind of hinted at and we're wrapping up, but I don't want to miss this. It's, it's about, you know, people in ministry don't get checked up on a ton and, um, normalizing struggling in ministry, honestly, is the one thing that I think we need to do. Like 
I was in ministry. I've been in ministry for 10 years and it's like, you can't mess up or you're not really qualified or a Christian or a Christian. Yeah. So I just want to push back on that and kind of create an awareness on the people in ministry are just as connected to the Lord as you can be. If, if, unless you already are, you know, like, it's not like people in ministry are, have more access to the Lord. You know, you have the same access. So just check on, check up on your friends in ministry. And if they say that they might be struggling with something or how you said, like, there's been a recent heartache, there's, we're going to, we're going to remove the stigma behind that right here. And right now, because I'm tired of it. People are allowed to struggle no matter where they are in life, whether they're in ministry or not. And God is still working in every single person's life. So I just wanted to touch on that. I didn't want to miss that. (laughs) No, I love that. That's why I did share the story. Like the story of me, like really struggling. That was really, really recent. And I'm someone who has been in full-time ministry. And so I'll take the vulnerability stick right there. And if somebody yeah. judges me, then you know what? Take it up with the Lord. Judge me. But I'm human. Exactly. And it's life. And so if you're listening to this, like take it from someone who is leading in ministry. I have struggled bad, but but God is good and God is faithful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh gosh, so good. I can't wait for everyone to hear this. Okay. <laughs> Where can we hang out with you online? Instagram, tell us all the places, all the sites, <laughs> handles, everything. I am totally, I am, I have my website, hopemoquin.com. And then I am on Instagram. I have said this all the time. The Lord's going to have to use somebody else for TikTok because it's just not going <laughs> to be me. And so I am only on Instagram and my website. <laughs> That's so funny. Honestly, probably best TikTok has sucked me in and I can't get out, but all mine are Enneagram. So yeah, I got nothing to say on there. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Hope, thank you so much for hanging out. I know that so many people are going to be blessed to hear your story and hear this conversation. So um, I hope you feel celebrated and loved today. And thank you so much again for hanging out. Oh, thank you for having me. Love all of you guys who are listening, even if I don't know you. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you, so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at AinsleyB. And my website is ainsleybritton.com. See y'all later.